Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three Blues. Three Opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. We're back once again like the Renegade Master. This week, we're going to take a look back at the nil-nil draw in the World Cup final at Goodison Park last weekend. As Mo Salah gets clear, there is one now. It's a goal-scoring opportunity and Pickford brilliantly saved for Everton. We're going to take a look and talk about a man that divides opinion amongst Everton fans, Theo Walcott. Volley's one forward towards Theo Walcott, who's got him behind Robertson. Walcott, or we have Calvert-Lewin heading towards the six-yard box. And finally, we'll have a quick look at this weekend's game at St James's Park against the Barcodes. Pretty sure it will be Baines who hits one. Oh! What a goal that is! It's a rocket from Leighton Baines! What a glorious free kick! So, lads, let's go back. Let's go back to last weekend. Last Sunday, Goodison Park. Electric atmosphere, gravitorial atmosphere. Never again, not unlike it, well, for many, many years anyway. What are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, the atmosphere was absolutely unbelievable. Um, the, I mean, just getting into the ground, you could feel the buzz. I mean, I haven't felt that going to the game for a long time. I mean, some people compared it to the Fiorentina game. I'd probably say it was, I mean, Mike, you talked about that the other week, you were there. I mean, it was possibly on par with that. Um, incredible atmosphere. Obviously, the argument is, why the hell can't we do that every single week? Was it just purely because of the derby? But we'll, we'll touch on that in a sec. But overall, I thought Everton turned up, played well. The crowd got behind the team, lifted them, and arguably, uh, we probably could have nicked it at the end as well. Definitely looked like the better team to me. It was. Um, I thought it was like a, a revisiting of the Anfield game, to be honest. I thought we... 
we set out, uh, we played really good football. And it was probably the first game since then we looked like the Everton we were. I think we were slightly different in terms of how we set up in the game though, weren't we? I mean, mm. one, one of the major things that, that I picked up on, and I know other people have seen as well, obviously no one's in Gomez, as with the Cardiff game. Morgan Snyderman comes in. We're a lot more compact in that midfield, aren't we? We've got Adjisa Gay and Morgan Snyderman in front of our, our two centre-halves. And it didn't allow Liverpool to play out from the back, did it? If, if we think about it, there was something in the echo this week which, which touched on that. We let Van Dijk and, and Joe Matip have the, have the ball from Allison, but then if you, if you look at footage, you then see the likes of Snyderlin, mm-hmm. Aziza Gay, obviously Sigurdsson, Calvert-Lewin, they were stopping Henderson, Fabinho and Wijnaldum, getting that ball to two centre-halves. Well, from the goal kick, Snyderlin would push up and yeah. just stand in front of Fabinho. What yeah. that meant was when the ball came through to the centre-halves, they had to go wide early. Yeah. to either Robertson yeah. they were looking for diagonals Alexander-Arnold yeah. and normally what they like to do is go through the middle full backs push on and then go wide late it, so I thought it was genius from Silva I was about to say you, you've just nailed both nailed it credit to Silva he, he's actually fair dues he's come back from the break you know you, people have criticised he's stubborn is he going to be another Martinez is he going to be another Koeman you know live and die by the sword that sort of thing but credit to him he's changed it he's brought Schneidlin like you said Mike drop Gomez who's arguably been one of our better players. I know he went off a little bit, but he's still obviously technically our best midfielder. Credit where it's due, he sussed them out there, stopped them playing through the middle. You can see they were constantly looking for that diagonal because that was the only pass they really had on. I mean, they got, obviously, in a couple of times uh, with Salah. Um, that came from a mistake, arguably, though, wasn't it? It was Gay who gave it away there for that. But they, we basically restricted them from playing. And then our, we came out second half and then gave them uh, a run for the money as well. Didn't we? You look at the pass analysis for Schneidlin and Gay, and I think something about 80% of their passes were straight out wide. As soon as they, they won the ball back, they got it out wide, so we were attacking their full-backs. The, the one I like, though, as well, is obviously we mentioned the diagonal passes, is that 15% of their passes, Liverpool's passes on the day, were long balls. Mm. In it, average for this season is about eleven percent for Liverpool. So it shows you exactly what we've done there and what Silva's worked on with the team. Yep. You've got to give a massive credit. I mean, we all know how it was a, a few weeks ago, and a lot of the doom and gloom around the club. We, we discussed it and we about um, potential managers coming in, not from our point of view, but that was in, that was in the media. Um, he's used those two and a half weeks off for me, and he, mm. he's reinvented us a little bit. He's just galvanised the team, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Coleman looked a different player for me as well. He, he looked like he had more legs, mm. if anything. You know, it was the old Col- Coleman, wasn't it? He was, he was, he pretty much prevented Robertson from getting forward. I mean, yeah. Robertson, the guy who's got two assists in the week. He, Alexander yeah. Arnold got three. I mean, they didn't really get, they didn't really get beyond the halfway line much, but whipping in crosses, were they? But bear in mind, Robertson as well is, is the world's greatest left back. Don't forget that. <laughs> so, so to, to stick someone of that kind of ill competitively, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But we 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 would we'd be a bit remiss not to mention the man the match in the day, which was Michael Keane. Now we all we all had our opinions on the start eleven. Sure, Pete we did. <laughs> but we all had our opinions, didn't we? And and I'll admit myself, I wasn't keen. We're putting Keane back in there. I thought we'd we'd go with Jackie Alka for that bit of experience of a derby, that bit more passion maybe. Um, but also yeah. a little bit of pace wasn't it I think yeah, we were worried about Keane getting we, put on yeah, the turn we, we were we were but I think he, you know, Silver's his most tried and trusted partnership this season has been Zuma and Keane we've had our problems we know from set pieces but I thought the two of them in tandem I thought worked absolutely terrifically I mean that tackle on, on Salah was 
probably the, the greatest tackle since Bobby Moore. <laughs> Listen to what Pete said in terms of his team. Pretty convinced he did mention Jack Yelke uh, playing at the back. But well, I think it would be too soon for Jack Yelke. So I've gone for Zuma and Keane because they've played together. But look, on the flip side, as, as, as credit, Silver must get credit for making us look solid more, more defensively. There, I must say, certainly in the first half, attacking wise, we didn't really we didn't really land a blow on him. Um, now it was clear what he has done is by taking Gomez out what you sacrifice there as a ball player midfield as someone that will come like Gareth Barry did brilliantly for us getting off the centre halves and obviously playing through midfield we lacked that player so we were having to go long and obviously that was almost the tactic I think first half was to Calvert-Lewin trying to get him to win it second balls getting around him um, and it didn't really work I mean Van Dijk I mean I hate to say it the guy was a Rolls Royce that first half I mean, he won everything, made it look easy. But we played into his hand, didn't we? We did, by, but I, by doing that. Correct. I, I, if I, I was there and thinking, well, look, why, why, don't, why doesn't DCL go and stand on Matic? Just go and stand on him and try and, you know, because there's, there's a mistake in him, isn't there? He's mm-hmm. obviously not as, nowhere near as gifted as Van Dyke. But as good as we were defensively, we didn't really land a blow on him attacking what, what until you, the second half when it changed a little bit, obviously. What did you boys think of Schneidlin's game, given that we spoke about him a bit last week? I thought yeah, he did well. Yeah, he had, oh. he had a couple, a couple of little moments, I think, again, but I think. What, what he does give you, he gives you that, that extra protection for your two centre halves. As, as I mentioned, there we're a bit more compact, we we got two defensive mid- midfielders playing. Um, so I, I think he's come in and done a, re- a real good job. Bear in mind, he hasn't played for a number of months, mm-hmm. and he, so he's played two games in the space of say five, six days. There, I think both times he's grown into the game, he's done a decent job. I think he'll probably start this weekend again. Um, I think you can, I think you can pick and choose the games with him personally. I think he may well start because obviously we've got two clean sheets, so there's, there's every argument he should start. But I think in certain games where we need to maybe take the onus a bit, I think maybe that's where you could swap him for Gomez. But it, what it does give us, it gives us a base, isn't it? And it, I think it allows other midfields to go on going, we can bomb on though, and we've got literally these guys mm-hmm. sitting. Um, I think that's what he's given us. He's given us that little bit of steadiness at the back. But like I said, I mean, second half, going into the second half, we did change it up a little bit we've still a little bit more uh, we're still a little bit direct sorry but I think we did play it through midfield more and then that's when we we created some half chances really didn't we uh, yeah, think, more think, than anything else I think the last sort of 15-20 minutes I think we were the, the better side to be, to be honest I mean obviously we had the one with Richardson flashed it across the box didn't he and if Bernard was, was of normal size and wasn't the same size as Frodo Baggins he probably would have got a toe to that yeah. but it was a great ball wasn't it um, nice football top when, when uh, Richardson came well. on he did do well. He, he had the uh, the bit uh, between his teeth, didn't he? And you could see some problems. Didn't he, he did, yeah. And he and he forced Robertson back. I thought as well. Yeah. He, he was he was a real danger. I mean, that, that ball from Pickford and the way Bernard brought that down. Out sky, you know, real, wasn't it? Again, another standout moment. But I think all in all, I want a piece touches that. Yeah, mm-hmm. piece piece in his head. They had uh, you know. size fourteen. Carney feet. Carney feet. But I just think there's some real positives on the day. Better side for the last the last twenty. We had a elements of control. I thought in the game, 
better defensively, two clean sheets on the spin, which you know we were gone on for so so many months conceding silly goals from set pieces and, and seems to concede goals every single week. We got two two in a week there. That's, our, that's our best back four. We all agree. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and uh, and what we are now. Yeah, but credit to Silver. I, I think you know, I, was, I was I was actually happy for Silver as well. I think that the, the fans. The first time the fans have got behind the team in a while, and I think it's great. For, I think that's the first atmosphere he's really experienced at Goodison, where it's been a cold ridden it like but, Goodison is. But we had an identity again. You could tell that there was an organisation about Everton. We were playing in a certain way. We had a philosophy, and the team went out and executed the plan. And I think for a long time, in between the last derby and the, and the, the one on Sunday, we've not had that. Um, there's been a lot of games where we've not been good enough or for whatever reason we've not been executing a plan uh, or you've been watching Everton play and you're not too sure about what it is we're, we're trying to do to the opposition are we pressing are we not yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that but I think there were a lot of it, a lot of the positives from the game I think probably stemmed from we mentioned the first thing was the atmosphere wasn't it yeah. I mean, we know obviously playing those Bellevue sirens uh, was, it, was it a real change up I saw on social media last week there was calls for that there's been mm. calls for a little while to get the the side. Was there some people behind, some fans behind it? Where yeah, a fan group. Yeah, right? there's, there's a fan group behind it who now are going to try and work in conjunction with like said, the fans former thinking you know they've done a real, a real good job. But we, we sort of threw, we put a vote out there in the garden. Um, what what should we do with the with the sides going forward? Do we have them every single week or every single game? Do we have them for just the bigger games? And the majority of fans, fifty six percent out of all the votes, said every game. Mm. Um, I'd say every game. I don't know what you boys think. I think it, I think it's uh, someone rightly said. I think it was Alan Myers put on about well, right. every game is a big game for, for us as a club. Of course, it is. Mm. I, I think the people who, who think we shouldn't do it every game, it's more a sense of do we lose a little bit of the impact if we start doing it week in week out. But I think the likes of the games against the likes of Burnley and Newcastle and Watford, mm. they're the kind of games that you need to try and get the crowd. I was, I was about to say, why should you have a big better crowd for one game than you should do for another? Like, if, if it does lift the crowd, sorry, the crowd, then of course, why wouldn't you do it? You know, what I mean, it's obvious. And Goodison Park is meant to be an intimidating place to play, and for a long time it was. Don't forget under David Moyes, he tried to change their cars. Do you, I don't know if you guys know that. What did he change it to? Well, I think the point is he wanted to change it to something more imposing. Right. But, um, Did Mike Walker want to change it to things when they get better by the <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard that one time, you know. But I, I think because Everton is such a traditional club, um, yeah, obviously Moyes wasn't allowed to change it. So I think this sets Everton apart. Let's not forget Watford used said cars as well. Mm. Which um, I, think we should, I think we should take him to court for that and try and get some sort of like, <laughs> yeah, definitely wear yeah. some kind of out there, isn't it? You know, um, or some kind of punch deduction at least. But I think it's right to think, yeah, if you're going to bring something again, let's not try and justify what's a big game, what isn't a big game. Yeah, let's get the fans off it every single game. Getting in early helps. It does. Well, you know, that, yeah. I think there were there was calls for that, wasn't there? And there was the crowd was pretty much it was pretty much full about twenty minutes before the game. Yeah, there was calls for all week, wasn't it? Yeah, you could feel the buzz getting up, and you know, by the time the players came out, it was fever pitch. Um, I mean, some of the videos on there were pretty much goosebumps, weren't they? Yeah. They but um, but going back to the game, I think overall, look, I think the draw was all in all a fair result. I think if we'd had a little bit more quality, just a little bit more quality in the final third, there. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we said that? This I know, I know, and I, I just think you know, or even an out and out goal poacher or something like that, we could have nicked that. We could have nicked that game there. Just the right decisions or the wrong decisions at the at the wrong times uh, cost us there like, even that Richardson one even though he plays it in for Bernard 
and he, he misses it by a whisker. You can see Siggy's actually pulled into the pocket there. He loves there. Pulls it back there. He's got he's got a free strike on goal. You back him from there every day, wouldn't you? That's because um, he plays as a number ten. Yeah. That's why he's in that. Exactly, goal. exactly, Mike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. His, right his best yeah. position. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was it was a it was a. I thought it was a real good spectacle. I think even for the neutral, though, it wasn't sort of end to end. and loads of chances and what have you. Pretty even in terms of shots on goal. Since three shots on target each, Liverpool had a little bit more possession. But I thought I thought all in all, yeah, I thought it was a it was a decent give a decent account of ourselves and. A real positive week, unbeaten in the week, took four points from it, didn't see the goal, obviously scored three at Cardiff, could have won the derby. Mm-hmm. You can't really ask for ask some more than that. But what, what do we think of the wingers then? Because I know we I know we you put a, um, a tweet out the other day about Walcott. Yeah, well we we sort of going nicely, but we said that's to, to, to the next part really. I mean, we, we all had our opinions before the game, didn't we, about who should who should start. I don't think anyone said or thought that Walcott should start the game. He hasn't been at his best for a number of months, I'd say. Now, I think he started the season pretty well, didn't he? Um, he got a goal Southampton, first home game away at Bournemouth. Um, and he scored in the Cup, didn't he, against Southampton as well, the League Cup. But he hasn't had a particularly great season, um, which is a little bit... On, on his days, I think, he, I think he's a real threat. But I th- you just think that... He's been inconsistent for us. I think he was inconsistent for Arsenal for a lot of, a lot of the time he was there for. There's no denying he can he can change games at times. Mm-hmm. But what what do we do with him? What what going forward? You know, he's never been a passer, has he? And I, I think Everton are starting to become more of a passing side now under Marco Silva. And in a way, you're quite surprised that Silva persists with him. Mm. Often in his career, he was compared a lot to Aaron Lennon, wasn't he? They were both uh, sort of characterised as wingers that were quick caused problems great dribbling but poor final quality mm. poor final ball well I'll give you yeah. i give you a, a few stats now we've been uh, we've had these these stats provided by it's, it's a new account at EFC underscore data so if you can give, yeah, give, yeah, give, give them a follow we, we spoke to him early on this morning and we, and we got a, we got this graphic and these stats within about probably half an hour so he's done a really good job there but Walcott's had 28 appearances so far in the league this season, three goals and two assists. Now, that's then, just not good enough for it, a winger. It's not, no, it's not. not you know, um, passes per game 18, key passes for the season 20. Wow. That, that's poor, isn't it? That is but that's, and that's where he differs from the likes of Bernard. Bernard, you'd say, is a ball playing winger. Mm. You know, he's going to get more assists than he is goals. He's not going to be known for a finisher, whereas Richarlison. It's almost like a second striker, and you think Walcott has to fit into that camp. But for someone who's so quick, and he and he is, he's really quick. Dribbles per game, one point one. That's awful. Now that's not great, is it? Well, the, lad, the lad's lacking confidence. It sounds like we're giving him an absolute barrage in here. I mean, look, there was definitely a player there, and he showed signs of it last season in the second half of last season. And how much did he lift did. us when he came? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he massively did. You know, and, and look, as a lad, he seems like a nice lad as well, doesn't he? he comes across great and everything else. I think. I just think he's obviously massively lacking in confidence. I think to get try and get in Silver's head, I was having to think about this, thinking, well, why why would he be starting him every week? I think I don't think he trusts the other wingers. Mm-hmm. I think it's as simple as that. I think what Theo does give you going the other way is that he will track and he will stay with his runner. If you're thinking we're going to play Luckman in there or possibly Richarlison, maybe you sacrifice a bit of that, then maybe you open yourself up then to getting caught by the fullbacks going the other way. Then I'm not so sure about that. I think it's about goals. I, I think when you look at how much we struggled to score, particularly in the second half of the season, I think he puts Walcott in there for goals. 
Yeah, but he's clearly not scoring, is he? So, so how long do you persist with it before you you, you pull him out? Do you know what I mean? If, would you trust Luckman to trap back Robertson in that game throughout the whole of that game? You probably wouldn't, would you? I mean, as gifted as he is, he's a young lad. You wouldn't trust him going the other way. What Theo will give you, I think, we, and that's the only thing I can think of. He's trying to make us a bit more solid. I think that's the reason why he's starting every week. I mean, whether he starts for the rest of the season, now only time will tell, will it? Yeah. You know I, mean? but, I wouldn't say Walcott's known for his tracking either. I, I can think of a couple of goals, especially especially away at Bournemouth, where Walcott didn't track his. Oh, mind. he's been caught out. But what I'm saying, when you what you do get with him, though, he's that he will. He, he's honest. You know, he, 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 I wouldn't describe him as lazy. Um, I don't know what you think, Mike. But, well, um, but we asked we asked people, didn't we, this yeah. week about it? We, we threw up Walcott's stats for for this season and sort of asked people who follow us, what are your opinions? What should we do? Should we get rid? I mean, you've got ask Adam L nineteen ninety nine. Get rid, even if he turns a corner, get rid of him. You've got um, at Toffee has very high wages for a very low return. Doesn't score, doesn't assist, doesn't defend. Can't sprint like his younger years. Very middle of the road player. Somehow on high wages. Thanks, Fat Sam. We all know obviously our opinions on on Allardyce. And there's uh, the final one there at at IFHT football. He's been a passenger of late, looks scared, senseless, his time's up, particularly with Onyekuru supposedly coming in the summer. Uh, I'm sure Brands will be looking for Everton's answer to Lozano. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, think that's, I think that's on the list to sign in the summer, there's no doubt about that, because someone like a Lozano would potentially make a huge difference. If we could have someone who could get 10 goals, look what Marnie's done pretty much for Liverpool. I know that's a, an example of a team that's flying at the top of the league, but... I'm talking about if we could get someone that could get ten goals from midfield, or from sorry, from the wing there. What that would add to the team and takes the pressure off the others. It's only really Sigurdsson and Richarlison that have delivered this year, isn't it? Yeah. No one else is really. What's who's third after them? Is it Calvert-Lewin? Yeah. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, that just instantly, if you've got a threat on both sides, it instantly makes us a harder team to play against, yeah. isn't it? I think, only, I think the sticking point with Walcott in terms of if we're saying right, let's let's get rid. Um, someone's put put their um, spuddy eighteen seventy eight. Good luck moving them out on a hundred grand a week. Yeah, that's Total problem. ballot point. We've yeah. got that problem with a number of players, yeah, yeah. like a Sander who's obviously on on loan at the moment. He's on over a hundred grand a week. Even your Snyder. What is he now? Thirty two. Who Sander? What? What? No, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at this right now. Come on, let's I'm look it up. Sure. I'm saying thirty two. Thirty two. No way, he's still in his twenties. That's amazing if he is. Do you think? I, I'm pretty. Oh. I, I'm pretty sure when I was having a little read up. Got a drum ball. Age 29, 29, 29 yeah. No yeah. way. So, so he, he's technically in the prime of his career, really, isn't he? If you think about it, ten, people tend to get into the prime, say twenty-eight, up to say 30, 31. Mm. So he's he was in that was in uh, within that window. So it's a bit of a strange one. Uh, well, he could be. You think of, if he's that age now, and you look at his goal scoring record at Arsenal, it was good. It was like mm. was it one in two or one in two and a half games or something like that. So, you know, the guy scores, I know Arsenal's created a lot of chances, the guy scores, or has scored a lot of goals. I just think he's completely lacking in confidence. And whether we, we keep him or get rid, I know Brands is looking at trying to sign players now, isn't it? Approaching 24, 25, rather than maybe the other side of that. But, um, and look, in today's market, 20 million quid. It's not a lot of money, is it? It's, it's, it's the equivalent not, of ten million, probably five years ago, isn't I, it? I, I mean, I could see when he first came in. I, I thought that, that's a decent sign. I was quite happy with it. Um, I thought he'd offer us something we, because at the time, if you think about it, we, we had a lot of number tens. We had uh, not very much balance on the wings, did we? So it was ideal to get someone like him in. Like you say, the, the trust, the trust isn't really there with with Luffman. Um, even Bernard. Well, even the squad again, though. 
And he wasn't weird on that with the government. Tactical reason it wasn't. He was injured. It was it was tactical because Silver said it during the week. What is it? Is it, it must be attitude. It's got to be again. But so why would you why would you not be in that squad? You know, as a as a sub to potentially bring on in a game like that where it was evenly, you know, he could have gone either way. He he would have been an ideal guy. I know he brought Richardson. He did well. But he could have easily brought Lovren on and Craig to do something out of nothing, really, in a tight yeah. game. I was, I mean, me, me and you both said we thought that uh, Lovren would start, or we yeah. wanted him to start the game, didn't we? Uh, but you did. You had, do you have Lovren, Pete? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. in yeah. 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 the same team he's got there where he started Michael Keane and, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not Jack Yelker. Uh, but no, we, you know, we thought Lovren should have been starting the game for yeah. that. He is a threat, he's got that pace. Um, you know, what was your thoughts on Bernard, mate? I think he's terrific. I, I think I've said this to you many times over the course of the season. Obviously, he's been inconsistent. It's his first season in English football. It's a massive change from playing the Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, a lot more physical. I think his time will come next season. But it looks like he's getting but, better yeah, and better and I, I better. Think, and I think he's clearly he, adapting, isn't he? It's f- absolutely fantastic feat. I've said, I, I compare him to David Silva. Ro- very, very similar attributes runs in a very very similar mm-hmm. way he's got he's got great feet I mean that's what's maybe he lacks that little bit of Gareth he does he does but yeah. that'll come I know what you mean yeah. but tell you what I like about him he's not afraid to have a run at someone yeah. he's yeah. not afraid to have a go at defenders yeah. and that's what Everton needs you wouldn't want to mark him would you I mean he can change direction so quickly yeah. I mean the goal in the, brief, in, the in the game against Cardiff I mean he just skinned the full back there yeah. just like he did against Leicester where he dropped his shoulder he's got a little burst I think got yeah. a burst of pace yes. so as you say he dropped his shoulder he was past the defender and the, and the ball was obviously far across the box there's been lots of nearly moments from the season hasn't there where yeah. again he's, he's got into scoring positions and he's fluffed it or he's fallen over yeah. or you he's know, scored he's been, the one goal hasn't he he's in, been dispossessed but that that will come it will come well considering we got him on a free I mean yeah. that's, a, that's a fantastic sign it's, I'm it's not so worried much about that side I just think yeah we do need to maybe address the right hand side um, potentially Richardson may come in at the weekend you know he might come in and play there again or do we put Richardson back on the left and then Bernard on the right I thought Richardson and Coleman linked up pretty well I thought game one. really well on the right hand yeah. side I yeah. thought the right hand side I say when, when Richardson won it was really balanced I thought the left hand side with Bernard and Luca Dean was really balanced I think look going forward now to the Newcastle game is that the change that we make? I think Walcott will definitely be out of the side personally. I know, I know Silva has said he hasn't been in great form as of late. He did defend him during the course of the week, but I do think that we will see the Charles will come back into the side on the wing. Calvert Lewin will start up top and we'll have Bernard on the left hand side against, for me, a limited Newcastle side. I don't know what your thoughts are on Newcastle, but for me, they're not particularly great side. I think he's going to bring Gomez back in. So we're going to be a little bit more expansive and not have that protection in terms of the back, the back four. I, I think so. And thinking about the, the Liverpool game and games Everton have played against the top sides, I would argue that we put in better performances because Silver is better at preparing for games against teams that attack us. Mm. Yeah, we've got better away from home. I, mean, I, I was telling Mike before we recorded here before, there's some good stats about how we've already scored more goals away from home than we did in the whole of last season. We've already got more points on the road than we did in the whole of last season already. So that tells you, like you said, back back to what you're saying there. Maybe under Silva, we are more. We've by far not had a great season, and last season exactly wasn't a great season. But you know, ultimately, if we compare it to partly what we did there, you know, we're, we're streaks ahead of that already. There is shoots of improvement there. Um, go back to Newcastle. I, I think it'll be again a really tight game. They, they've they've done what they always do under Benitez. They start really poorly. They'll they'll get to Christmas. They'll sign a, a player like last year it was Kennedy who kicked them on. Now it's just Almiron from 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 the states. He's come in and obviously lifted the team. 
they've suddenly yeah they beat City at home. Let's not forget that they beat City at home. They've they've won. I think they've won the other two home games as well. Haven't they, yeah, right? they beat Huddersfield yeah. and Burnley both two nil. Um, okay, teams they potentially should beat, but they've still beaten. Got them. by West Ham though. Yeah, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, is that there's signs that they do what they always do. They look like they're going to be potentially in a relegation fight, and they go on a run. And at the moment, I think they're on a little bit of a run. So I don't, you know, people think, well, we sh- we should go, we should be beating these, we should be. Again, I don't think it'll be easy. I think if we look, if we do, what we did against Cardiff, and we get the first goal, and we have to force them to come out a bit. I think, yeah, we probably could win, but it could go either way that game tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it could, I mean, we're going in there now with that bit more confidence, aren't we? And bearing in mind, we've gone into the to the Cardiff game. With very little confidence, um, we, we couldn't particularly buy a win, but we're going there now on, on the back of a real strong performance in the derby, um, a real strong performance away at home, away from home at Cardiff, Newcastle, probably slightly above a Cardiff side, um, but you know in terms of the data that they that they possess, Rondon is a bit of a threat. He's strong. He's fairly physical. I think Zuma will probably will be absolutely fine. I think against Rondon. This army gone is just all paces. He's rapid. Yeah. He couldn't get in the game though. From what I saw against the likes of um, West Ham, he just yeah. just couldn't get into the game. He's new to the Premier League, so physically it's, it is difficult when you get these players from from especially America. You know, yeah. I think happy we get a game over there. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, but it is difficult when you do come across to the Premier League. So we he'll feel that. And to be honest with you, I'd target him if I'm Everton. I'd, I'd target him because he's he's a, a bit of a hero for him. He's come in yeah. decent money. He's quick. Just, just class him early doors and out of the game for me. But I think, yeah, I think he might be right there because I think we may see Gomez come back in. Um, I'd like him to. I think if, if we're going to be horses for courses and Schneider and you play him against you want, where you want to be a bit more solid, I do think maybe bringing Gomez in. Even when he came on against Liverpool the other day, he's the one that went up to the centre half. He, he obviously wants the ball. You know, he's prepared to get on the ball um, in terms of his courage to get on it. And we, you could see that in the last twenty minutes against Liverpool, when we started giving the ball into him, and he was starting the moves. It made the difference. I, I think we've never really replaced Barry, have we? Barry was so good at that, wasn't he? Where he'd go off, get off the centre halves, and then start start the play from there. Um, and I, th- I think that's what Gomez can give us uh, in terms of his technical ability and his ability to pass it as well. But I think games like Newcastle have been more the problem for Everton this season than, again, I think playing the bigger teams like the likes of your top six because Marco Silva has the problem. How do you unlock a side that's going to stand you up, that isn't going to push full-backs on, that you can't counter-attack, that you can't get in behind? And I think it puts a lot of pressure on Everton to uh, to win those games, as you say. But I think, yeah, I, totally. I think though, I like to think we've seen a bit of a corner now. So I think games where we've struggled after... The start of December, we've gone on this this poor run, lost ten and sixteen, whatever it was. I think we've turned a bit of a corner now. I think the time off has, has served us pretty well. We're, we're a bit more clued up. Silver's shown his flexibility and, and it's probably lack of stubbornness, maybe because we all thought he may be a little bit stubborn with the zone marking and keeping that and uh, what have you. But he's changed things up. We've turned a bit of a corner. We've shown we've got players who can come in who out out of the cold almost in Snyderland and obviously Jack Elka came in. So I think going there, we should be totally confident. We put up a vote house, massive, you know, well over eighty percent of people think we're going to win the game. Mm. Um, I just don't think it'll be easy. You know, what game? What game is yeah. easy? No, it's the Premier League, isn't yeah. it? I mean, and if, if it's windy, you know, what I mean, we've got to be careful. Listen, yeah, yeah if, if that wins how like it was at Goodison <laughs> Park on Sunday, tell you what, especially with with that slant in the pitch, just oh, a, bit, a bit of a faff everyone here because people are unaware of this fact. But the Newcastle pitch. From one end, one goal to the other, 
it drops by a foot, just so you know that. So when you're kicking towards the Gallagher's, Gallagher's end, go second half and you're a bit tidy. You're going downhill. You've got those wind turbines behind you as well that we installed at Hudson Park at the weekend, even better. But no, we've got to go in there with confidence. They're not a particularly great side. They're limited. And then we're like Newcastle, we've just got to think about them where... To just to think they're a big club and not they're a self-entitled big club. a little bit because they're the yeah, only club they, in the city. Yeah. I mean, they've got a great following, but they are the only club in the city. Yeah. And I think you know. Um... We, in, in the same in the same space in regards to miles in the same area in the northwest, you've got Everton, Liverpool, United, and Man City as yeah. four major Premier League clubs. They've got Newcastle, you know. So it's you, you can't really compare. They're, they're not a big club. They're a big club in Newcastle. They're the biggest club in Newcastle, and I'm happy for them for that. But. I've just something about them I just I just can't say to them and then throw in the fact that Benitez manages I'll let Peter West Ham and Mike Ashley as well and they're, they're just idiots and I just can't say to them but anyway per, personal opinion aside I think we go there I think we win the game my prediction get in there nice and early because I am top of the prediction league after me 3-0 Listen, and then we, I did say draw I did say one over the derby but I got the draw so I'm top of the prediction league I'm going in there with a 2-0 Everton straight away Hey. Scorers, scorers, uh, wind assisted scorers will be um, <laughs> Richarlison back on the score sheet for me, and then Dominic Calvert Lewin as well. Oh, DCL. Pete, what's your thoughts, mate? I was going to go for a 2 0 as well. Love it. Scorers, I'll say Richarlison and Sigurdsson. Richarlison Sigurdsson. I think it'll be a tighter game. I think, um, I think both teams will score. I think we'll nick it 2 1, I reckon. Uh, I just think you just you said there, Mike. Um, the team starting to show a bit more confidence. Look, man for man, we're a better side. We should go there and beat them. But um, the way we played in obviously recent weeks, maybe think twice about that. But the fact we turned the corner a little bit, we just, for me, we just got to make sure we just don't we don't lose really. Uh, we can try and get a bit of an unbeaten run going. We've got some tough home games coming up. Yeah, as well. obviously Chelsea. Um, the last thing you want after having a half decent week is is to go back. Back a step by losing, uh, losing there. So I think we'll nick it two one. Um, and I think um, I'm going to go Dina and Sigurdsson. I can see Dina getting a, a little free kick on the edge of the box, like Bain said. That goal, with Bain. Remember that goal that Bain scored there a few years ago. Well, we oh. played at the start, didn't we? Of the podcast that was oh. a fantastic goal, wasn't it? What a strike that was! Yeah. And we, we, to be fair, we've got a good record there. Mm. You know, we've, we've won the last couple of games, and then. Barkley scored a worldie there. Do you remember that? Where he literally the length of the pitch. But he was going down. He foot. was going down. Don't forget that he was going. <laughs> going to, to that was some goal like that, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, literally the full length of the pitch. Lukaku screaming for it, mm. and he just drags it onto his left foot and bangs it top top corner. I mean, what? what? Yeah. We've had some good results there, so we have. Um, I think, yeah. Look, if we can get if we can get a win, that'd be fantastic. We've all obviously gone for that. Um, but you know, let, let, let's wait and see. Let's see how it pans out. Let's see what happens. But no, that that. Bring us to a close for today, I think. Um, looking forward to, to the game at the weekend. Hoping for another Everton win. Let us know your thoughts, predictions. Um, Thanks for all the comments and that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great to interact with you. Um, and hopefully uh, we can get a few a few, few of you on over the summer when we, uh, when we start the podcast again in the new season. Thanks just again. Be, yeah, just before we go as well, a little uh, thank you as well. We, we had our, our first competition winner, didn't we? This oh, well, uh, yeah, last yeah. week, um, Af Funk's old toffee took home the first ever unholy Sunday mug. So that that actually arrived. Coveted. It, well, yeah, very signed. Much so very, signed by the three of us. This <laughs> uh, with, with the sharpie, um, but it had actually arrived. So that'll be with you. Uh, 
at Funk Soul Toffee at some at some point next week. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you before our next game against Chelsea. Sports Social Podcast Network.